Welcome to the New Life Philly podcast. We pray that you will be encouraged and challenged today as we continue in our study. Let's join in now. Amen. So I'm going to get into the word of God today. Um, I have a friend who passed away some years ago, but his name was Dan Norton. If you've been around here for a while, you may have heard me talk about Dan before, but Dan was a great guy, a great friend, but he was also a bit strange at times. Amen. One could say that about me and be right on target. But but one thing Dan loved to do that I never got is Dan loved to go to the movies by himself. How many people love to go to the movies by yourself? I I see that hand. I see that hand and that hand. So we have some go to the movies by yourself people here. That's okay. You're not in grievous sin. Amen. Amen. You're you're still okay. But but I've done that a couple times. But when I go to a movie, especially if it's good, I I want to share that experience with someone. I, I want them to get what I get. I want them to feel what I feel when I see the, the plot and the characters and the way things come together. I want to experience that with someone else. Um, when I see a beautiful sunrise or a sunset over a mountain lake, I want to experience that with someone else. And, and so there's this deep desire that when I see beauty or wonder or something that's just really good, I want to experience that with someone else. Amen. That's the way I am. I hope that's the way you are about your life with God. And in particular for today, our experience of the Holy Spirit, we want to share that with someone else. The the good stuff that we get isn't just for us. Amen. We want to share that with someone else. And so does God. So let's stand together and we're going to read just a couple verses here in Second Peter verses three and four from chapter one. Let's read the word of God together. Let me turn to it in my Bible and let's read together. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Lord, I pray that you'll bless the reading and the hearing of your word today and move by your spirit today. The title is The Holy Spirit, an Invitation to Participation. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. We're going to go into that scripture a little bit today. But before I get there, before I get there, I want us to to think about this for a bit because God is inviting us to participate with him. And we'll see what that means. But the question for me is, what is it that keeps us? From this union with God, this participation with God today, I couldn't just do a a sermon on systematic theology of the Holy Spirit. Some of you have gotten a lot of that 
Some of you may have not gotten that much of it. Chris did a sermon on it a couple weeks ago. And then uh, Greg walked us through walking with the spirit last week. But the Lord impressed on my heart this this week. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do on Sunday morning. But the Lord impressed upon my heart that we didn't need now a, a, a sermon on systematic theology of the Holy Spirit. We need to experience the Holy Spirit as the people of God gathered together today. And that is my prayer. And for that reason. Although Pastor Tim doesn't believe me, I'm going to preach less than 20 minutes today. Amen. If I do, I get a free breakfast out of it, but that's not why I'm doing it. I will hold you to that breakfast too, brother. I just messed up my 18 minutes. Okay, here we go. I want you to experience this union with God, but for some reason, most of us, even most Christians, don't... don't, Come very close to that phrase that we see in for in second Peter participating in this divine union. Most of us don't know what it feels like to participate in the divine nature. But this is God's invitation to us. What's happening with us? We live in a fallen world. We live in fallen bodies. Sin is all around us. And sin is the great enemy as well within us through our fallen nature. But here's the good news. Just like with Adam and Eve, even at the moment of their sin, what was the next thing they realized? God is coming after them. And God is coming after you, Christian or non-Christian. God is coming after you. He wants to invite you to this wonderful union with him. I don't know how well you're able to see that slide there. But this is from Neil Lozano's book, Unbound Ministry. And this is a picture of our lives apart from, separated from the grace and the wonder and the union that God has for each and every one of us. It's a picture of that. And you'll see that at the bottom there, he calls the, the, the place where we're living is the swamp, where the power of sin reigns. And so the tree that grows up in that swamp where the power of sin reigns is not going to be a healthy tree, amen? It's gonna be a little jacked up. I don't know if you can read on that, but the roots there are pride and fear. Caught up under sin, caught up in sin, in a world of sin, we compensate like Adam and Eve did in that garden with pride and with fear. And if you'll notice as well, the soil there, this is the soil that we live in, brothers and sisters. It's insecurity. They're going to find out. God is going to, God sees me for who I really am and he knows I'm not good enough. People are going to find out what's really going on on the inside of me. I'm going to be exposed. We live in insecurity and one way we cope with that insecurity, two ways are by pride and by fear. Those two Roots are in each and every one of us. Usually one predominates, but it is the shadow of the other. So our fear 
keeps us from our pride being exposed and pride keeps us from fear being exposed. We live in this insecurity. I see this at work, even in my wife and I. We're all dealing with this reality of insecurity when we're separated from God. We were made for union with him. But when we're separated, we're dealing with this insecurity. Mine is hidden mostly, or at least I try to hide it, with pride. My wife, often with fear. And that can have a lot to do with uh, how we were brought up and what we experienced in early childhood and all kinds of other things. But the reality is that whether it's pride, whether it's fear, it is masking an insecurity that we have because we haven't found rest in our union with God. This is what God has for us. But we live with this haunting sense of insecurity. And the only way to break free from that and from the fear and the pride that try to hide it is to live in an ongoing awareness of the majestic and powerful love of God, living in union with God. Many of you have experienced what we call in Christianity conversion. You have repented and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe someone here or someone watching hasn't done that yet. We'd love to walk you through that. Amen. If you haven't experienced it, but many of us have experienced this conversion to, from being sinners separated from God to coming to God in Christ. But here is my issue that is that I'm struggling with today. How many of us are actually walking in a way that you could say today, I feel like I'm participating in the divine nature. I feel like I have this union with Christ, with the Father, with the Holy Spirit that gives me joy and peace and strength and overcoming and I don't have to hide anymore. My, my belief is that we can't just get stuck on our conversion, what happened years ago or some time ago, but we need more and more and more conversions in order that we will experience today the work of the Holy Spirit bringing us into union with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That is what God has for us. I know I've talked about this a few times over the last few months, just this personal revival that God has me in, this time where I have been regularly uh, meeting with God and, and feeling like God showed up. He talked to me today. He, 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 he gave me what I needed today. He gave me that security that I need today so I don't have to fake it till I make it. Amen. He gave me what I needed, this, this wonder of union with God. And I thank God that it's been a few months and walking in this time of revival. But brothers and sisters, so much more than a movie. So much more than watching a beautiful sunset or seeing a beautiful vista on a mountain lake. I want to share this with others. Amen. My prayer is that New Life Philly will be a church 
filled with people over and over again, experiencing this conversion, this movement, this power of the Holy Spirit in our lives now and now and now and now. Not just looking to the past. So let's look again at this scripture for just a few minutes. Second Peter chapter one, verses three and four. It starts by saying his divine power. Whose divine power? God's divine power. What is that divine power that works in us and through us? That is the power of the Holy Spirit. One problem that we have with Bible study sometimes is that when we're looking up a subject, we just look for a specific word. But brothers and sisters, if you're looking how to be successful in marriage and the only scriptures you look at are scriptures on marriage, you're way deficient on that. Amen. You've got to look at the whole breadth of scripture that talks about what it is to walk in relationship with God and with someone else. But here, his divine power is the Holy Spirit at work within us. And he says he's given us everything we need. Everything we need. Listen, brothers and sisters, in the Bible, the word everything is a Greek word, panta. Panta means everything. And everything is panta. And everything means everything even in Greek. Amen. Everything means everything. God has given us everything we need in the Lord Jesus Christ through the power of the Spirit and the love of the Father. Everything that you need is right there by his power. And I'm just going to walk through to this part. He's given us these precious promises. Why? So that we might participate in the divine nature. Now, if that phrase doesn't stir you up some kind of way, then you need somebody next to you to take your Holy Ghost pulse and see if you have one. Amen. Participate in the divine nature. This isn't just get my ticket. One day I'm going to heaven. It's right now. This is a now thing. This is a reality thing. This is a God coming to you and desiring something for you. So I want to talk about this invitation to participate in the divine nature. If you're going to understand it at all, you first have to understand a little bit about what this divine nature is. And the divine nature is Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit living eternally in unbroken, perfect union with one another. Self-giving other-centered love for one another. The, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit never know what it means to be alone, what it means to feel empty, what it means to feel fear or no insecurity. God in his three persons is enough for himself. Love starts with the triune God. God didn't have to create to love. He exists to love. He is love. Amen. So some theologians call this perichoresis. That's a big $58 Greek word. Perichoresis. Say it with me. Perichoresis. One more time. Perichoresis. Amen. Amen. 
That's a, that's a big word. It's a Greek word. It's a compound word. Peri means around or about. Choresis is from the word kareo, which means to come or to go. The idea of perichoresis is that this eternal relationship between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is one of mutual giving and receiving of eternal and perfect love between the persons of the Trinity. Perichoresis, the love of father towards son, son towards father, spirit towards father and son. This love in the Trinity is perichoresis. And sometimes this is called by theologians the eternal dance of the triune God. Can you imagine this? God existing forever, one God in three persons. And this love flowing between the persons of the Trinity as an eternal reality. This is the beauty, the majesty, the glory of God. It is the peace that God exists. It is unbridled joy as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit experience this mutual and perfect love for one another. But now, here comes the miracle. Is anybody ready for the miracle? Here are a few people ready for the miracle. Is anyone ready for a miracle? Here is the miracle. The triune God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, based on the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ and the eternal love of the Father, invites you, invites you to participate in this dance. Amen. Peter puts it in these words. He invites you to be a partaker of the divine nature, to find yourself in the mix with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. No more fear. No more pride. No more fake it till you make it. No more insecurity. But coming to God once alienated from God, but he invites you to come to be a full partaker of the divine nature. So how does the spirit come to us? Someone said it this way. The Holy Spirit often comes to you disguised as life. The Holy Spirit often comes disguised as life. What do I mean by that? Particularly some of the difficult things in life, depression, sadness, longing, loneliness are often actually a work of the Holy Spirit tweaking us to awaken us to what it means to, to, to something that is real and something that we aren't yet experiencing in our lives. There's something so much more, brothers and sisters, than a ticket to heaven one day that God has for you. That's not the message of Christianity. The message is God is, is bidding you to participate in his divine nature as a member of his family. And that can start now. So that sadness and that depression that sometimes haunt you, even when things are going well, even when your needs seem like they're met, even when your stuff is all together. I don't know about you, but my stuff is never really all together, but semi all together. 
when your stuff is together and yet there's this sense that something's off. There's this sense that all of these things, they just don't bring what I thought they would bring. There is no satisfaction. I can't get no satisfaction in the words of Mick Jagger. It just doesn't work that way. In, in, in those moments, it's not just the Holy Spirit tweaking you, but the Holy Spirit giving you a full on tackle and saying, you need me. Nothing else will do. You were made to be a partaker of the divine nature, not just a consumer of 21st century American culture. The little trinkets, the little things that give an occasional high that make you feel good for a minute. But you were made to live in the love of God. Still to leave you with when we experience all that the world has to give, what we get still is a haunting insecurity that runs in the background of our minds. But we were made for something so much better than that. And so today I want to offer you an invitation to experience that. I want to offer you an invitation to actually experience that. I'm going to ask the musicians to come up and to play behind me. Also going to ask for those who have asked to pray for folks today to come on up. Pastor Tim, if you can stand over here, I'll be on this side. If you can. Yep. yep. The others I've asked to pray, I want you to come up as well. As I said today, I didn't want to just preach a systematic theology of the Holy Spirit. My prayer is that you can experience the Spirit of God at work in your own life today. So here's your personal invitation. I want you to do a couple of things. Number one, right where you're at, consider one place in your life where you feel like you are stuck in your walk with God. I just want you to pray about that. Seek the Lord what that might be, right where you're at. What's a place where I'm hiding? What's a place that I go to to give me that little bit of pleasure, but it never, ever will satisfy? What's a fear that seems to overtake me? How do I cover that? Maybe with pride and bravado. Where are you stuck in your walk with God? And then what we're going to do is the musicians play. We're just going to leave the next 10 or 15 minutes or so. If you feel led by the Spirit to come up for prayer, you can pray with anyone up here. My prayer is that some people here today will experience the power of the Holy Spirit. What's keeping you from that union with God?
Is it anger? Is it unforgiveness? Is it shame? God wants to turn that around in your life. God wants to turn that around. So just take your time and see God silently. And if God has you to come up, we are ready, willing, and by God's grace, able to pray for you today. Amen. We hope that you've been blessed today by the preaching of God's word. Join us every week for fresh insights on the New Life Philly podcast. May the Lord richly bless you this week.